The Animation Destination Podcast is brought to you by The Destination, located at 5031 Shelbyville Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40207, just behind these Crafts in the Best Buy Shopping Center. Hey everybody and welcome to the Animation Destination Podcast, and it's time for Avatar, finally! Yes. So basically what I'm doing with this episode, uh, this is probably my favorite series of all time, and I wanted to stretch that out as much as possible. So I have a panel here. I have Hunter Allen. Hello. I have Jay Rice. Hello. I have Mitch Harmon. Yo. And I'm your host, Brandon Jones. And we are going to talk about Avatar, The Last Airbender, Book one. That's right. Only book one, water. So I'm stretching this out as far as I possibly can. Stretch it. Stretching it. Stretch it. Way out there. Stretch it. It's going to have stretch marks by the time this is over. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. But uh, seriously, um, I wanted to cover this show uh, in some uh, particularly extravagant way. And I think this is the best way to do it because there's a lot to this show and I think every season probably has a lot of tone and character and love mm-hmm. put into it as as it is. And, so. and let's be honest, this was the reason you started. It is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah well, like, I want an Avatar podcast. Well, I, I started because it was, <laughs> I just, I love animation, period. But yeah, this is like my favorite show of all time. You could period. just do a whole podcast so. on Avatar. I probably could. and, and Talk s- about a single episode <laughs> yeah. for an hour. <sighs> that would be all right. If we just like watched every episode I, I, I over again. One. Why don't we do that? Pro- we should probably should. Because like there's, there's this one to do like Say by the Bell, they watch like every Say by the Bell episode, yeah, yeah. and then podcast on it. And I'm just like, that's kind of brilliant. Batman on Batman was doing Gotham. So yeah, I mean, we could do that. Yeah, we could do that. We could do Steven Universe. We could keep oh, this going forever. Let's, let's yeah. do Steven <laughs> Universe. <laughs> we could just band it, stretch it. We can keep this going forever. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, maybe a vlog or something. We'll do yeah, a vlog on those. I think works. that would work. I think that would work. Uh, but anyway, before we get into our topic of the day, uh, of the day, or however I'm going to say that later on, we don't know. <laughs> I'll surprise you, but. Uh, uh, before we get into that, we're going to cover uh, any dis- mistakes from last week, which are none. I found no mistakes from last week. Because you're a perfect human <laughs> did you being. Look, did I was, you look hard enough? I didn't look at all. So, that, <laughs> therefore, I found none. <laughs> that means there's a lie. Because I didn't look, I didn't find any. So, that's how we work this out. All right. But uh, I'd like to go into our animation recommendation for this week. This is an interesting one. Um Five, uh, I believe this is pronounced Goblins. Um, it, it's spelled G-O-B-E-L-I-N-S. It is an it is an art studio and an animation studio. Uh, but five Goblins uh, students produced uh, five shorts uh, that pay tribute to women in animation, uh, pioneers in the uh, in the you know the field and everything, because that was the main. Uh, focus of the Annecy Animation Festival in 2015, which mm. uh, happened uh, sometime last month. Uh, but these shorts are beautiful. They are about, they're all about 30 seconds long, uh, but they are absolutely gorgeous, like each one of them. Uh, they are, the students that did them are uh, Mary Blair, Evelyn Lambert, uh, Lottie Reniger, uh, Claire Parker, and Alan DeVere. So, uh, Allison DeVere, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Allison DeVere, and uh, they are fantastic. I have no idea if I'm spelling veneer. I'm pronouncing de- veneer 
properly either. But uh, <laughs> still, uh, yeah, the, they're all just absolutely gorgeous. I go go check out any of them because they are they are really cool. But they're all just like the opening shorts for the for the festival. Like the 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 thing happens, like the whole like adventure goes on, and then mm-hmm. Annecy twenty fifteen pops up, and That's it's pretty cool. It's absolutely gorgeous. You can check them out on YouTube. I think there's also a cartoon brew article that has all of them there. But they are really are they really are gorgeous. And I probably should have treated you to them before this, uh, which I need to start doing before we do this. I need to start treating everybody to the, if I can, to the animation recommendation of the week, especially if it's just a short, just because I'd like yeah, to get. I've, I've never heard of that, and I really want to see it. Yes, yeah, yeah. I mean they, they just came out, so I'm probably going to forget about it by the end of this podcast. Probably, too. I'll I'll send an email to everybody. So okay. or just re-listen to the podcast and download it when you're listening. So there you go. Like all the rest of the listeners of this podcast, I have to so. listen to my yeah. voice again. Yes, always. That, you got to get used to your voice. How conceited. When, when you do three podcasts, you have to get used to it. So, you know. I just don't like myself that much. I, I do. Oh, that's right. I, I, like, you keep coming on to a podcast where people record your voice. It's like, but like, I, I don't like it. Other people seem to. So. Yeah, there you go. I... I adore my own voice. So mm. there you go. No. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, moving on to the anime corner for this week. Uh, this is where we cover uh, animation from across the seas over in uh, Japan or pretty much anything that's considered Nihon. anime in the Nihon, in the Japan. Is that how you say it? The Japan? Japan. Is that Japan? Sure. I think that's yeah. it. I apologize to any Japanese listeners right now uh, for <laughs> all of my discretions. Uh, but no, Dorarara. Uh, X2 Show Season 2 Part 2 is coming up this month. And after it ended, uh, the way it ended back in March was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And I cannot wait for the next part of this. We've got Russian assassins. We've got crazy, like, monsters showing up. There's new super-powered mobsters that have shown up. (laughs) And I'm just like, this is amazing! So, you know, we actually have people with superpowers in the city that are actually in the mob, which is something we haven't had yet there. So it's very terrifying. Super awesome show, super confusing title. Very sometimes. confusing title. There's actually no true explanation as to why he named it that. It's, it's, um, there, there's speculation that that's the noise that the, that a motorcycle makes. Yeah. But that's like very vague yeah. and like, <laughs> maybe it's kind of like bleach. It's like, cause why is it called bleach? Uh, because yeah. Tite Kubo is a big Nirvana fan. Like that's, oh, yeah. that's like the, that's like the closest that. idea that's people awesome. have for it. They're like, I like that. I like that album, Bleach. I will name my. I will name my manga Bleach. It's like it's very bizarre. I don't know why it's called Bleach. Nobody does. He never told anybody. So, so All right. you know, titles they're weird. So what are you gonna do? Uh, but yeah, Dorara, go check that out. Go see. Go watch season one of that because it's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of the few animes where there's not a manga to follow. It's st- strictly an anime. You didn't start off with that. It's like you know, it it, it it was created for the anime specifically. I think there is a manga that came out prior, but it didn't go very far, mm-hmm. and the anime like took over because I think he just wanted to make an anime and he's like, I'll make a manga first. And then <laughs> when it gets popular and it becomes an anime, I'll just make the anime. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, that's my, I have no idea if that's the plan. Don't, don't quote me on that. I'm, I'm just, quote I'm, you on that. that's probably I'm, how a lot of them are though. I'm speculating. Yeah. I'm just, I'm speculating here and we have, we have no idea. So, but yeah, uh, that's our anime corner for this week. And I wish I had a jingle for that, but I don't, <laughs> uh, maybe I should, Get a jingle for that. There you go. 
recorder. That's all you need. That's perfect. I like it. I'm going to garage band that and make it a thing of the thing. So that's going to happen. Anime corner. I was say, you just pull anything from Fully Cooly and just use that. That's true. You could just, yeah, you really could. Do that. I'm sure that's all copyright. Do that. That's all. But. Put what he did <laughs> over top of it, <laughs> and then just put that out. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> Anime it's not full copyright, and it's your own. Yeah. Actually, that's copyrighted by me. I'll sue you for it. <laughs> no, that was, that's true. That's true. I'll I'll make my own. It's fine. So, uh, but yeah, that's gonna do it, and that's gonna move on to tune news. Our first bit of news today. This dropped about two days ago from the time we recorded this. DBZ Resurrection F has an American release date and dub and all that. Yeah. Within like freaking a month after this thing came out in Japan, which is insane. So it's getting quick. Yeah. Funimation's well, getting quick at this. It's <laughs> one of the biggest shows it's ever. It's super fast because so. it's going to be at... Um, not San Diego, but Anime yeah. Con, which is in like July. Yeah, it's like so in it's July. Already done. So it's already done. Yeah, it's like crazy. it's it's set and ready, and it's just waiting for its release here in America. <laughs> which Funimation is Funimation knows what makes money. Yeah, they do. <laughs> that it was, they know how to do it. I, I I'm just I'm just so astonished at how how quickly they have mastered the art of putting out quality dubs, mm-hmm. like not just like quick ones because everybody's done that before. Yeah. Like, if you've ever heard, like, the frickin', uh, oh, what's that awful company? Um, not Ocean. Um, there's an, there's another company that's, like, even worse than Ocean. Like and they a, lo- just, a localization? Yeah, like a localization grew. And they did Fairy Tale, like, before Funimation got oh, rights no. to Fairy Tale. There's, there's before? Yeah. Oh, and, I've only heard Funimation. Yeah, and it's phenomenal. Like, Funimation. Oh, yeah. Like, Funimation. They use the same people, and they're awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. like, the Funimation Fairy Tale, like, I actually like better than the actual Japanese oh, yeah. uh, fairy tale. Yeah. I, I would actually have to wait for it. I couldn't wait eventually. I had to just keep going. <laughs> but uh, I, I go back and I watch the Funimation dub just because I'm like, this is really good. Mm-hmm. And uh, But there's this terrible, terrible other dub that was licensed before Funimation did got they, it. Did they do so bad? Did they do the atrocity, which was like the, uh, yeah. not, not the second One Piece translation. Right. Like the third one. Oh, the, wait. Like deep... Like there's a third ocean, one. Well, far ocean, dub. far ocean. Well, there's the four kids one that did it. Like, it might be like no, it, it's four kids. Yeah, yeah the four. There's this bad. Yeah, yeah. Four kids did the one because like four kids isn't like the worst. It's just the fact that they censor everything that's important. <laughs> yeah. Like that's like that's the thing. But they actually do get people that like emote at least. You know, yeah. like on that sort of thing. But uh, yeah, it, it just like it's so awful, and I can't remember what the heck their name is. But yeah, so Funimation puts out quality quality dubs, and they've been they've they did uh, they did drag. Dragon Ball, um, uh, crap! What was the re-release and everything? Uh, uh, GT? G- G- no, the the re-release. Oh, Kai. Kai. Kai, Dragon Ball Kai. Kai. They, did, they did the Dragon Ball Kai releases, and they they it, this this anime has been dubbed many times over. <laughs> like, oh, let's, just, let's just let's just say it. Like there's there's comparisons like on YouTube where you listen to the same scene and okay. like all forty eight of the freaking dubs this thing has had or whatever. Uh, but uh, so they put it out really quick, and that's coming August fourth to twelfth here in the states. Not even to select, like, I thought it was, like, to select theaters, mm-hmm. and it kind of is, but it's just kind of like, yeah, nationwide, like, because there's, right. there's four theaters that are carrying it here. I thought it was going to be, like, Baxter Avenue, and that's it <laughs> or something, but no, it's like, it's like all four, like, four of the major theaters here are carrying it. Baxter didn't even have it. I mean, it's so. pro- probably the most pop, <laughs> one of the most popular animes. Oh, yeah. 
since the nineties. Oh yeah, so, easily. Like, and everyone's gonna love it. Yeah, and now it's now it's coming back and it's being resurged and it's just like, woo, oh, yeah. you know, it's like everything's <laughs> happening. It. It's happening, and we're gonna go see it, and we might do a podcast afterwards. I don't freaking know. <laughs> no, we, like, we will. Yeah, we're gonna do one. All right, cool. <laughs> we will. We'll do a podcast afterwards. I'm cool with that. Uh, we'll do a little review animation designation podcast because I like those. Um, but yeah, uh, the only other bit of news that I have is uh, Brone Studios expands production facilities. Brone Studios is a very little-known animation company that has started up, and uh, their new, uh, basically their new, their late, their first feature film is going to be called Henchman. Um, that was trailered not too long, teasered uh, not too long ago. Uh, it's going to be based on like uh, the henchman of a supervillain kind of thing, That's basically cool. like Minions, but uh, but oh. like but more <laughs> but more like human people. So, yeah. uh, but the uh, so that's going to be their first feature length film, and they've expanded their production facilities to a uh, a new uh, studio on Vancouver Island, uh, which will have all sorts of state of the art stuff and everything. So Vancouver keeping their animation. Uh, you know, conglomerate alive over there in that uh, that crazy Canadian place. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, that movie sounds interesting because it's going to be featuring the voices of James Marsden, uh, Thomas Middleditch, 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 Middle Ditch. That's how it's spelled. It's spelled Middle Ditch, Middle Ditch, Middle Ditch. Uh, so, I'm, PG podcast. Yeah, 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 it does sound kind of gross, Middle but ditch. there's literally nothing like offensive about that. But it does sound it like it sounds, movie, doesn't it? Sounds it? dirty. Your it, name sounds wrong to say. <laughs> Change it. So, it. It sounds vulgar. Uh, so I apologize, Mr. Thomas, but uh, <laughs> I have no idea who that guy is. Uh, Rosario Dawson is going to be in it. Mm-hmm. Alfred Molina, Nathan Fillion. What? Oh, yeah. There you go. Why uh, did you say that in first? I know. Right? <laughs> well, because I, 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 I listed it in in importance of of who's going to be in it because oh, okay. that's you know right. I I he'll probably play like some random character well, or whatever yeah. but yeah he likes to be. Uh, Nathan Fillion Jane uh, Jane Krakowski Rob Riggle Craig Robinson and Will Sasso is going to be Ooh. in it so I was like oh Will Sasso still has work that's nice uh, <laughs> that's mean I apologize oh, I'm I sure like he Will, listens I like Will Sasso I, I do I was like people people give Will Sasso a lot of crap but I think it's uh, I don't think it's well deserved. I think he actually does have great comedic timing, and he was good and mad, and he was there for like all nine seasons of Mad TV. So yeah. he was he was a staple, and no one would do no one would do Arnold Schwarzenegger the way they do Arnold Schwarzenegger. Everyone for Will that's Will Sasso, Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> that is true though, because he's probably also the only one that when you ask who that is, they're like, "Who?" Yeah, like, mad like, "Oh yeah, 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 yeah. oh yeah, the, the big guy from <laughs> from Mad TV, yeah, Curly from." Three Stooges. Nobody remembers that. So, like, <laughs> nobody remembers that uh, that movie. But that's okay. Uh, but that's pretty much it because I covered a lot of the news uh, when I did Inside Out last week. So, and we're recording this pretty quickly afterwards. So uh, that's okay though. But that's going to do it for uh, all of our news uh, for this week. And that's going to bring us to our topic. Of the day, which is Avatar. <laughs> like a little jazz hand. I know, right? Yeah, yeah. Hunter was giving jazz hands. You don't understand. Like nine months ago, probably even no, probably about nine, nine or eight months ago. Mm-hmm. Brandon mentioned this. I was like, oh, I will definitely be on that. Yes. And now finally happened. It's true. It, it is, is finally happening. It is finally happening. Brian was supposed to be on with us, but he failed. That was half the reason why it took so long to. Come on. Yeah, yeah, but he failed. <laughs> Five months. He failed Five miserably. We for him to. I, I will. I will. I will not give him a break over this because okay. he's basically wrecked my podcast. Well, it, <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't want to say wrecked. I, I, mean, I think he, I think he wrecked it because <laughs> I had a whole thing planned to where we would talk to the guy who didn't have nostalgic eyes for it and had just recently watched it. Mm. It was either going to be my brother or it was going to be Brian, and mm. I chose Brian because he seemed to have interest, and he failed. He seemed. He, he failed. Yeah. He failed. So everyone <laughs> here had did watch it when it came out. Yes. Yes. I wa- yes. Okay. I watched it the moment it aired. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I, me too. I, I wasn't on that quickly, but yes, I, I you have. Could, you saw it on Netflix afterwards. Yeah, I watched I, it. I binge watched it on Netflix. Yeah, that was actually probably yeah. the earliest thing that I yeah. like got excited. Like, I saw the commercials for the premiere. And, right. Like, I want to watch oh, yeah. that. That right. looks cool. Like, yeah. Was, like, yeah. mom, set the VCR to record <laughs> that. Yeah, basically. Yeah, it, it was basically that because it was just like there was nothing else like that at the time. No. And they were just like, especially Nickelodeon. Like, Nickelodeon had nothing like that. Um, there were a few shows that were kind of going in that Sponge direction. Bob and Cat Dog. But, yeah, nothing. Yeah, <laughs> They're golden yeah. hits. Yeah, nothing on Nickelodeon at the time like, like there that. Was, there was uh, that. And then there was Danny Phantom. I was excited. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Danny Phantom was was kind of yes. around that same same era, and that that was a good show as well. But like there were there were little shows like that, like you know, like one of Hunter, my, one of me and Hunter's like guilty pleasures, Kim Possible, which was a great show. Oh, yeah. Definitely, people need to go back and watch that show if you haven't seen only, Kim Possible. Only that is a, guilty, a phenomenal show. Only a guilty pleasure until yeah. I started rewatching it, and yeah. that's not a guilty pleasure. It's not a guilty pleasure. That show is that, great. It is a it's good show. Really good. Little Hunter was right to watch. That. It was. I know. But it was like when we were kids it was just like this is totally not a thing we should be watching yeah, right? no, it's about a, a girl they're going to but, know but it had you know it had Will Friedel it had John DiMaggio oh, it yeah. had it had uh, so many good voice actors yep. some voice actors on it and just spectacular Disney talent the way they oh, always definitely. do and that show got treated a lot like Cora did oh, <laughs> towards its end what a weird like, coincidence Disney just absolutely ditched that one out the door towards the end of that but yeah mm. th- there were shows like that that were really good that were coming out um i think ben 10 had just started at the mm-hmm. time as well on cartoon yeah. network I love uh, that one. juniper lee was going on at the time which was a great yeah. show uh, that was done by judd winnick uh, comic writer judd winnick and uh fun fun shows at the time but like nothing really looked like this because this one was like it looked like an anime mm-hmm. but it was american and it was just mm-hmm. like what is this this looks interesting and i was super pumped for it before it even came out so i was like on board like from just the trailers i was like there's a big yep. buffalo thing <laughs> and this guy you can throw wind and he's got tattoos and it looks great <laughs> so you know and uh episode one i thought uh what, what did you guys think your first experience with this like episode one how did you come into it because i saw episode one and i was like that was i I I pretty much immediately jumped on, but I was just kind of like, this is really interesting. Mm. Like, I wasn't, like, immediately, like, now, but nowadays, like, I look back at those old fight scenes and I go, Pfft. you know, because after Korra and yeah. everything, but we yeah. won't get into, like, you know, this is the experience as it was. There was no Korra. There was no season two of this yet. Those fight scenes were amazing. Oh. Even those tiny things that happened. They still are. Yeah, they still I, are. I'm not going to yeah. even, like... Korra is I mean, a completely different thing compared right. to those fight scenes. Right. They're all choreographed beautifully. Yes. And everyone, every little bit of detail yeah. went into that. Yeah. And you can just, you appreciate it's, every bit. It's gorgeous. And, like, the, the, the first, like, two episodes, they kind of just have, like, a little bit of, like... Because a lot of it's just kind of Aang running, yeah. so you know, but yeah. but it's really unique how he does it. Because like he's in like the hold of the ship, and then he just like takes a big breath and like boom and fires <laughs> out with it. And it's like oh, this is really fun. Like I get this. Like mm-hmm. I get what's going on. And uh, just the the style of using elements as a martial art like that's oh, yeah. never been done before. Elemental powers done yeah. a billion times, a billion yeah, times over. 
never done like this before. It just was very interesting. So what was your all's kind of like experience with that first episode? If anybody wants to go first. I, I, I think mine yeah. was the, I thought it was really cool how they sort of introduced that it was a, like the bending was natural mm-hmm. to, to people that were, oh, yeah. that right, right. Yeah. And the, the first time, like the very first five minutes where Katara gets mad yes. at Sokka and she yeah. like tears the iceberg behind them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's <laughs> I like, want to do that because yeah. in from the, I guess from the, it's hard to remember because it was a little long ago, but from the commercials, I I don't think I put together that it was like mm-hmm. a power that only right. other people that had. Only, that yeah, that only certain the, people. Just the Avatar had powers. Sh- yeah, sure. It's like she just like ripped an iceberg down. That was awesome. Yeah. yeah. They almost <laughs> like, killed him, but... Yeah, but whatever. Oh, found <laughs> like, the Avatar. That was good, too, I guess. Yeah, there, there, were, there, was, a, there was a good ex- inspection of lore right at the beginning yeah. to where mm-hmm. it was like, oh, there's no waterbenders in her tribe. Like, very quickly, like, they kind of like establish all this stuff and, mm-hmm. and not like expositorily like a certain movie movie that we will not mention on this uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, happen. Sorry, what, what movie, what movie? Yeah. Uh, i will okay we'll get this out we'll get this out of the out of the way right now okay uh that m night Shyamalan movie is hilariously awful i used to think it was like you know just like so bad not good if you go back and watch that again it's pretty hilarious to watch because of all the expository if you want to if you ever want to ruin your day you should, yeah. <laughs> you, should remember, you should remember how bad it was yeah look on rotten tomatoes and then yeah. look up how much money that movie Oh yeah, and it makes you mad. It made yeah, it made tons of money. Yeah. Like it was a box office success. That movie, mm-hmm. thankfully, a critical uh, just pandering. Uh, other countries loved that movie. Yeah. Really? For whatever uh, I just I because I guess like they don't have a sensibility of American style pacing in a movie, mm-hmm. and so they just like whatever. It seems also, like our if stuff. It was you know? dubbed differently. They might not have messed up. Some <laughs> exactly. Things. And yeah. and really like if you've ever seen like I, I watch a lot of Chinese movies like foreign Chinese movies. And they're all pretty expository as well. So I'm kind of like, this kind of does match the pacing of like a Chinese movie. So <laughs> they probably would really like it. And they well, did. Like, that's, that's where it, a lot of Because that money. entire movie is all exposition. It's all yeah. exposition. Yeah. We're like, going to go here and do this. Oh, man. That, <laughs> yeah. that scene where Zhao's like, because like he never mentioned the waters, the moon spirits, like mm-hmm. until yeah. this point. Yeah. So he's getting off the boat and it's just like, and now we will find the moon spirit, which I have in this <laughs> scroll. And then I will kill the moon spirits and it will be done. And it's how, how did like, you get that? Like, it's like the worst that thing. A, that was a very so, big plot twist, but okay. So I will say the one good thing that came uh, out of this entire thing was that it gave us Shia Gabriel, and that's it. The, the voice of Asami came from this movie, and that's Seychelles. the Seychelles. Gabriel. Seychelles. Sorry. Seychelles. Sorry. I'm sorry, Seychelles Gabriel, and that is the best thing that happened, and that's it. Uh, it's the only good thing from the whole. It's thing. the only good thing. It's the only good thing. <laughs> also, it it exposed Shyamalan as a as a fraud. I think. <laughs> and oh, it's, yeah. Also, it yeah. sort of yeah. gave us the. It sort of gave us Korra because they're like, man, yeah, maybe we should let those guys make stuff again. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was kind of like like let's prove that this like can make money again. Let's, let's see if we can recoil from this terrible disaster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, so, we did. Hey, good. Yeah, the guys that created the show actually yeah. put something together that was really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How bizarre. Um, so yeah. So any other first experiences? Well, I got to say that uh, as as a just small child watching the show mm-hmm. probably the most fun experience from the first episode right was when he goes penguin sledding oh yeah, oh, yeah. Penguin it was, sledding. Just, yeah, it was so sledding. adorable and maybe just yeah. want to yeah. get up get my sled out and go yeah. go sledding but it was like summer so odd that they weren't <laughs> odd that they weren't called 
penguin seals because everything yeah, else no, has they're, like they're well, penguins oh, the yeah. weird but they didn't actually penguins. like started mixing the animals or whatever yeah yeah which it was weird because like were the are they are they penguin seals yeah they like have like little yeah. whiskers and they have like but four they flippers they, they, stuff, so. say they, like, but they just call them penguins they just so. call them penguins in yeah. the first uh, couple episodes yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if it was like a test thing like maybe people won't get it yeah, yeah penguins I don't think I don't think people will get it if they don't but let's still keep the whiskers and the four flippers don't they also do the same thing for the rhino too. They do. They just call yeah. them rhinos and that, but like they're like, they're like yeah, triceratops, rhino, armadillo things. Yeah. But they're freaking awesome. Yeah. They, are. they are. They're they're great. They're 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 phenomenal. But uh, but I mean, I just yeah. I just loved Aang's childish behavior throughout oh, the whole yeah. episode, and yeah. like he always had a positive attitude. Like even when the Fire Nation showed up, he was like, okay, well I can handle this. And right. Then he has fun on the Fire Nation yeah. thing while he's being captured. <laughs> yeah. And he's yeah. like, okay. He messes with them and everything. I bet I can yeah. beat both of you, but with my hands <laughs> tied behind my back. <laughs> <laughs> Time. Good times. The uh, the fir- I actually yeah you I have a different a, experience. I, yeah, so. the first couple episodes actually I really wasn't uh, too into. I kind of found them mostly to be honest, just very. I don't know. It seemed to be more geared towards like, yeah. Ha! Look at this little fun thing that he's doing over here. This mm-hmm. is this is awful funny, kids. Look at this over here. Right, ha, right. And I'm just like, okay. I mean, it's because it, what drew me in anything that deals with elemental powers, right? Is like I'm there. I'm, I just right. love yeah. the idea of bending. I guess you could say. <laughs> um, but it is a. Uh, uh, it was it was such a. I guess. You could definitely tell they were trying to like test the waters and see like, oh, yeah. do people like this type of stuff? Yeah, so, yeah exactly. You know, it was it was definitely a trial run. It was a good trial run, but mm. just for the first couple yeah. episodes, I wasn't yeah. on it. I wasn't into it. I guess you could say. Sure. It wasn't until a little later on when actually you know Katara and and Sokka and and Aang actually begin their journey. Yeah. That's when I was like, oh, okay. Well, this is yeah. kind of cool. They're gonna go visit a bunch of different nations, some lands. So, you know, we're gonna see some cool stuff, firebending yeah. and all that. And um, but yeah, those first first two for me, you know, it just was not all that great. Yeah. Um, but I will say it definitely sets the tone. Mm-hmm. You know, Katara from you know first time you see her, she's she is who she is throughout the rest of the series. Very right. bossy, very, very bossy, very motherly. Yes, yeah. very yeah. much so. Mm-hmm. And and the only one that actually yes. changes, I would say, is Sokka. He he's yeah, the one yes. who's like almost for the better too. Yes, for the better oh, definitely. definitely. Yes, yes. Yeah. he's he's very like. Uh, a know-it-all in the very beginning, and he's and, he, and yeah. eventually by uh, I think it was like episode three or whatever. Yeah, when he, when, when he meets the Kyoshi, uh, yeah, the Kyoshi tri- Warriors. Yeah, Kyoshi um, Warriors, yeah. he's very um, misogynistic. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like you see a you see a character development, but w- yeah. with Aang and Katara, they kind of like who they are in episode one is pretty much who they are. Yeah. by the end, you, but mm-hmm. they do go through trials and tribulations. Yeah. So, the only the one that I feel that had the most character development definitely was Sokka from episode oh, yeah. one to of uh, book one to the last episode. Oh of yeah, book definitely. Three. Oh god, most yes. definitely, most definitely. I totally agree. He um they they they, they found a perfect because he he starts off as just straight up goofball you know mm-hmm. comedy relief and it made sense though I think they I think they had a plan for him because like it kind of made sense from where he came from. No one was around to teach him how to fight because his dad had to go off and yeah. you know it's just. So no one was there to actually teach him how to do it, and he still got along like fighting and everything. Yeah. But it just as things got better, and the, like when he met the Kyoshi Warriors and Suki, it started a whole thing of him training along mm-hmm. with you know Ang having to learn you know having to learn water bending. He would learn different styles of fighting as he moved on, yeah. and I, I loved that. I thought that was fantastic. And he just he, you'd start to see like oh yeah, he is kind of smart too. Yeah. He's a goofball, but yeah. he he's a strategist. Like he's a planner and. It just like 
that was kind of perfect because um you know, like they could have like just kind of boiled that all down into Katara and just kept him as like the oh, comic relief. Definitely. And I think I think even afterwards, like Sokka doesn't work as comic relief at the beginning because I think, like you said, they had like tonal issues. Mm-hmm. I think they were kind of going more younger audience with a lot of his humor. Yeah. Um. Because I mean, in the very beginning, like I yeah. think it's episode one. Actually, he's yeah he's trying to train the leftover men yeah. of the tribe, which is yeah. a bunch of like six year old kids. Boys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's like, actually one of the funnier parts. Like, but, but, like, yeah, but, 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 but like one of the no, ones yeah. like I gotta go use the bathroom. He's like, no pay break. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's it's more toned down. It's more like kid friendly. Mm-hmm. And as it moves on, like you can tell they get their they get their timing and their pacing better. Mm-hmm. And he just starts to be like, hey, he's funny. Like his yeah. jokes work now. Like yeah. now they work, <laughs> especially after now that he's a character. After mm-hmm. he and what I also love is he did start out as a misogynist, and then later yeah. on. You understand why when they get into the culture and the traditions of the water tribes, yeah. which is very interesting. And we'll get into more of that because there's different, you know, because we can't tackle all of them because they don't all get shown yeah, say, on this book. Well, yeah. and a lot of it actually is, is uh, you get a little bit more in-depth look to the mm-hmm. water tribe in, yes. in uh, Korra. Yes. Because, I mean, in that first you book, actually, you, you do. She when she's trying to refine, or when she uh, went to the Northern Water Tribe yeah. and all that, mm-hmm. you see a lot of, like, just, I don't yeah. know, their culture, I guess you could say. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, uh, even in, the, uh, sorry, even yeah. at the end of book one for uh, just the last Airbender, right. you notice how they treat just the female waterbenders differently right. and it's just so much of an extreme that you're yeah. like oh and it that comes makes sense yeah and it comes from like a place of tradition mm-hmm. and uh and is actually very you know they're very family that's what i love about it is like each one and let's talk about since this is one that since you know this is like the first book let's talk about like the culture of the water tribe because mm-hmm. it's very interesting considering the fact that like each one of these you know they they use a different martial art for each bending yeah. uh water bending i believe is tai chi mm-hmm. in this case uh, i didn't look all this up but i'm very certain that that one is tai chi Yes, it is. Uh, it's like, um, but uh, it, it's very interesting that they they took that and they they were like, all right, so we'll make all these people you know Inuits or yeah. you know anyway. So what is it about Inuits that are that are interesting that'll make this like have flavor? They're very family oriented. They're very traditional. They they are very role oriented in their you know like that people have roles and they yeah. must you know like there's warriors, there's you know gatherers, there's you know females must do this while yeah. the men do this because. They healers, protect healers. Yeah, it's they like they have a lot of uh, religious yeah. tradition. Yes, too. yeah, very, yeah, very. We yeah, have religious that that comes into Korra. Oh yeah, <laughs> right, right, even, even with the the first, like with book one of of Avatar, they even show the differences between like the north and the south with their traditions. Right. Because even when Katara and Sokka are up, are up there, they're sort of lost too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Because even that was even more extreme than what Katara and and oh, Sokka yeah. had experienced. But also, it's because. Their tribe, when they were really young, all the men left. Yeah. So it was just like it was literally like this is our village is literally just like empty, empty. We're just we're just all women and children. That's and all. We are. Yeah. Also, one and, other thing I I, I so that's always kind of bothered me is the South Pole is so is literally like a 
it, you, how you would imagine a tribe. Right. Whereas, why is the North Pole like a whole freaking city? Like, what the, <laughs> what the heck happened? Well, it's, I, I know the Fire Nation came in and like blew right. them all down. Yeah. But that, and that, they get into that. Like, what I thought was really good was they got into that in uh, in book three. They got into that, which was really got kind of brutal as to oh, why that oh, happened yeah. and why they were so, you know, because they couldn't get past the wall in, over in the north. Oh, yeah. As we see in, you know, in this book, uh-huh. they can't even get past the wall. And, like, even Zhao, like, is having problems with it until he comes up with the moon spirit idea <laughs> and the whole lunar eclipse thing, um, which was a big deal. And, um, but, yeah, that... Um, the fact that like that that they were raided, so and they kind of explain it, so we can talk about it a little bit because like you know like they raided, you know, Katara's mother was mur- was killed in in the raids and mm-hmm. everything. So uh, there's a lot of death in this cartoon yeah. for oh, children. No, there's... <laughs> like this was not just made for kids, um, right? Yeah, like genocide amounts. Yeah, to death. genocide. <laughs> it's, like uh, that's a big one. Like two genocides within the first three episodes of this. There's water benders. Like anybody who can bend is straight up taken uh, prisoner or murdered by the Fire Nation from the South Pole. Which is fun. And every airbender is straight killed within the time that Aang is gone and when the time he wakes up. You have to realize that on the third episode, too. So your your emotions are getting hard, are Uh, getting hit real hard, real fast. Right, yeah. I think maybe not, because how Sokka changes over that first season, but that, too, like him... Not blaming himself because his mom died, but he wasn't being strong enough to yeah save her. Yeah, exactly. He wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't strong enough at that time, and you know, just like Katara as well. Like Mm -hmm. you know, she just had to basically you know you know she had to basically watch her mom die. We get into that later, but you know, whatever. People who are listening to this have seen the other books. Yeah, Yeah. they know what happens. But but I know. Yeah, right. Yeah, kids show kids for for kids for the children for the children. But yeah, and um, I, I just think it's really interesting the way. They, they they vibrantly bring up all this and uh, like like every nation has its strengths and flaws like even the fire nation like has strengths within it and we see that in book three um but uh you know like they're they're very you know they're very militaristic they're very um uh, imperial uh like honor is a big thing honor is a huge thing and they honor. think and they think the whole the most honorable for <laughs> that's a honor. meme that's a meme uh, <laughs> that's why i'm getting tickled uh but anyway uh but yeah and uh, and speaking of honor um let's move on to a little bit of what we've seen in the characters and oh, real quick i just want to oh yeah sure I, i've been i you sure. kind of piqued my interest a little bit sure i actually want to look it up look it up yeah. um waterbending is tai chi tai chi, tai chi. i looked it up too yeah. it's on i believe my phone. it's on my phone too i, 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 I believe it. let me see if i can get all uh, wait, of them all right. I, let me see if i can get all of them okay uh, firebending. Is, firebending is northern Shaolin. That's right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Earthbending. Um, earthbending you're, you're is. You're not gonna get this. I knew one before wait, I looked wait, it up. Wait. wait. Uh, you guessed it. Jay. Shoot. Oh. I mean, you both can it's guess. Like gr- gar. Hungar. 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 Very Hungar. strong steps. And then Hungar. yeah, and then airbending uh, is a form of tai chi, it is. but it's called. Oh. It's the, it translates to it's, the art of circle walking. I forget yeah, the actual name. You, you know, it's funny. It's the same one that the guy that uh, that uh, Jet Li uses in the one, oh, really? <laughs> and the other one is is Northern Shaolin. Like the evil Lee uses the straightforward steps of Northern Shaolin. Oh yeah, and then the and then uh, the the good, good Lee, Lee does the does the, cir- <laughs> the, does good the circle Lee. one. Yeah. So what, what was it called? That one. Uh, airbending is Bagua. 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 And then apparently Toph. Oh Toph. Yeah. Toph is man- mantis. 
style. It's mantis style, yeah, yeah which I thought was style. kind of interesting. Yeah. And specifically, southern praying mantis yes. style. Yes, southern praying with, style. With getting into the Did, different uh, martial art forms. Oh, sorry. Jake. Sorry, one more, one more thing about that is uh, <laughs> another reason that uh, Toph uses... Uh, and we'll, now, Toph isn't in this season, so I, I, we're, we're, we're stepping out of bounds here. But I'll, right. I'll allow it. I'll allow yeah, it. Right. Go on. There's a bubble. The reason that Toph uses the Mantis style, uh, well, one of the reasons is it was developed by a woman mm. uh, to defeat a stronger opponent. Mm, interesting. So what they did is they made her a small, petite little girl. Right, yeah. Who is able to beat also down all destroyed. these like, huge guys. <laughs> but we'll get into that. We'll get into that. that, that yeah. On Those book two. Us. We can't get too much into that. So I might actually cut that entire... No, I'm, oh, okay. I'm not cutting that entirely. Oh. No, no. We're, we're leaving that in. Uh, but no, yes. But we will get into that, though. So With going into the different martial art um, yes. styles that in, like inspire the different fighting styles for the bending. Sure. And also with the first season and how like it was created, you mm-hmm. also had to talk about Sifu Kisu. Which does, is, is right, yes. who that is? Yes, that is the that is the seafood that they yeah. that they basically based actually, everything off yeah. of. Yeah. Brian oh, Brian yeah. Kidensko, okay. yeah. one of the co creators, um, is like one of his. He took some martial art um, and met that guy, and that guy basically became their martial art um, expert for right. the for the mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. And I remember because it wasn't the beginning of the show, but during like the book one or book two. There were commercials on Nickelodeon that showed him doing all. Oh, yes, yeah. yes, yeah. I love that. Was that. Like, that's awesome. Yeah, I love that. That was that was a lot of like really good stuff that that Nickelodeon did for this show at the beginning. They had mm-hmm. great promotional and trailer material. They would show like and explain all of that. That's why I remembered Northern Shaolin and Tai Chi yeah. Yeah. was because of those commercials. And they would have like a side by side of him and yeah. then the animation. And then the animation almost syncs up perfectly. Yeah, and it was awesome. beautiful. And I'm just like, this is fantastic. This is like no one's ever done elemental powers like this before. Yeah. And I don't. At only one time do they refer to it as magic, and that's in, in the very beginning. In the very beginning, and they never call it magic yeah, ever again. No. Uh, they call it bending specifically. So, mm-hmm. and it's also used sarcastically as well. So, yeah. I, I think they just were kind of like, yeah, we don't want to call it magic because it's not what it is. Because <laughs> magic implies that, like, because that's what I love about it is like there's rules to bending. Like if yeah. you know, like they, if somebody, it's a natural, it's a natural thing. thing. It's a world. natural flowing. Like you can't just like, oh, I can make that happen. No, like if you're like. If you're restrained in some way, you can't do it. Well, I mean, you know? someone can. So, well, some there's, can. There's one person who. But you got to be in you certain ways. Trained to do. Yeah, yeah with that's you can't like, Yeah, yeah, because right. a kid can't do what a master can do. And yeah, like on the exactly. episode, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming you're talking about like Boomy. Yeah, yes. Boomy. Yes. Yeah, that was Boomy yeah. can like lift his pinky and move a whole. Yeah, obviously, much, but he's so. he's an insane person. Yeah, it helps me crazy. I guess. Yeah, I don't know, but he's the best. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but there are prodigies, I guess. Like Cora, she was very much. So a prodigy oh, at young age, yes. but she wasn't able to do boomy like uh, bending right, right. Off the bat. Yeah. So that's yeah. and that's something I was like as well about uh, Avatar or any martial arts uh, oriented story like Dragon Ball Z or whatever is that mm-hmm. there's all, there's constantly a strive for betterness, yeah. and in that drive you do see like character development stronger and they of course mm-hmm. they, they have their powers have to get bigger and better and more awesome yeah mm-hmm. and eventually you start having dragon ball z like things where <laughs> yeah, it's like exactly. giant explosions everywhere <laughs> mountains are being literally uh, just you know disintegrated so right but um uh no i just in, anything with martial arts i'm usually down with but the, mm-hmm. the fact that it's elemental martial arts yeah. and they actually use real life martial art moves to to mm-hmm. do the bidding and whatnot it's just mm-hmm. it it 
just yeah, mind blown when I heard about it. It was beautiful to watch, and uh, just those choreographed fight scenes throughout all of this. And I think the moment I really realized, well, I, d- I knew it was great every time, but when I realized that the actually the first time that I realized that like okay I get that this is all like straight martial arts perfection was the duel between Zhao and oh, uh, Zuko yeah. Oh, yeah. and that Mitch mentioned that as like that's one like of one of your fights in that yeah. first book yeah just because it's like it's so basic because oh, it, it's like it's not like advanced fighting it's literally this type of duel that they're doing Yeah, and at, the whole time it's happening Iroh saying break his root meaning get him off balance like yeah, it's perfect yeah. like I, I, you, you got it so easily and then when he finally plants his feet down and mm-hmm. starts and I'm sure yeah. we're going to mention it much more not just within oh, yeah. this episode but within future episodes of Avatar oh yeah but Iroh it really is just such <laughs> a great oh, character isn't he the best he, I mean like you learn yeah. to love like obviously him being with the Fire Nation you're automatically like programmed to like oh he's right. part with the bad guys yeah. therefore he's a bad guy but, but literally the first interaction with yeah. him he's, ta- he's telling his over Tim or uh, uh, yeah over zealous kid yeah his he's son, pretty his much his nephew, nephew just be like calm down like, yeah, right, it's, 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 we'll get there chill just chill yeah. man like yeah. I, I, I don't know there's just something about Iroh that he, he all he wants to do is play Mahjong and drink mm-hmm. tea all yeah. day that's all he wants to do it's, it's awesome such a simple yeah. man he's probably the most universally loved character in the show he oh, does no, no one doesn't like it. if you don't like yeah. Iroh you, you're, you're probably so a communist I'm yeah. pretty sure you're a communist you probably hate everyone Yeah, you just don't like the show yeah, you don't like puppies. Yeah, I, <laughs> babies. I, yeah, right. I immediately gravitated towards him because uh, it was Mako, and I, I recognized it immediately because uh-huh. I remember watching the Samurai Jack yeah. uh, promotions and like the guy who was doing Aku was like, "I am Mako and I play Aku," and then, like mm-hmm. that's that's that voice and like and you know it's the it's the dude from Conan Three or uh, not Conan or, <laughs> uh, crap Highlander Three. He's yeah, in that yeah. god awful Highlander Three movie, <laughs> um, and then he's in one of the Conan movies though as well. Is it the first one? Is he in the first Conan? I think you would have to be in the. First. I think he's in the first Conan. Yeah, I think he's in the first Conan movie. But yeah, it's like Mako. I knew that actor, and like immediately, I was just like, "Yeah, Mako, <laughs> he's that guy." I, I know like, him. I was super stoked about it. Um, and uh, such a cool guy. He inspired the name of a character. The name <laughs> of a character afterwards. Yeah, oh, because because yeah. uh, he to honor him. Yeah, yeah. Because honor again. Honor, yeah. honor, honor. Uh, speaking of honor, and speaking of a great character like Iroh, let's move on to the characters, shall we? All right. Um. So I'm not going to ask you like who your favorite character is because like it's it's broadening. My favorite character hasn't even shown up yet. So no, same well, here. Since, yeah. since, since we haven't really yeah. talked about him yet, right? Um, do you want to start with Zuko? Uh, yes, I would love to start with oh, Zuko because yes. um, that's another thing where like you kind of immediately get precisely what he is right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And if there's any character other than Sokka that doesn't grow more, he's oh, the guy that Zuko. grows more. Like, oh, he's yeah. he's the guy he grows, grows the most, actually, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Just- I mean, it's it's really like like I know it's Aang's journey, but it's Zuko's journey too. Oh, okay. yeah. It's yeah. absolutely no, it's, Zuko's journey. Well, and as well. It, one would argue that their destinies are very much entwined. Completely. Zuko oh, yeah. was yeah. scarred because yeah. of his brashness and talking about how he he'll find the last Airbender and all that mm, stuff. Yeah. And now to prove to his father that he really is who he says he is, he's yeah. going after Aang. And right. of course, with all that, you know, the friendship builds and stuff like that. But um, but no, yeah, I would say that Sokka just grows up where Zuko yeah. grows up and. Be- 
becomes not such a douchebag. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, there becomes, is a lot of character development in Zuko. He becomes something more than what he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would he, agree. He definitely yeah. learns a lot from his uncle, who's yeah. more of a father figure than hell, his dad. Hell, my, my own dad. I love my dad and everything. Oh, okay, I thought you were. I thought you were no. like. I thought you were no, going to no, break no. down and like, oh, oh your no, dad. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, my dad. My dad was great. Right, but Iroh to Zuko. Right is. Just an amazing person Isn't it? in every yep. way, and just yep, and you can see it like in that season one. There, there's there's like great moments in season one where um, you know where Zuko's frustrated, he's angry, and mm. then there's those those little moments where Iroh calms him down. Oh yeah, and he kind of looks like he doesn't appreciate it, but you kind of le- learn later on like he needs him more than anything. Oh, <laughs> like definitely, he, and, and, you, and yeah. he learns. Are you talking about yeah, that Zuko? Later, exactly. Saying Zuko needs Iroh or Iroh needs Zuko? Well, both. 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 Exactly. Right. I was going to say I would argue <laughs> both. Yeah, actually, they, they definitely say that. Yeah, like later on, like definitely. But it's like in season one, you're very much like because you don't really know much about uh, Iroh. Yeah. In season one, they give you little hints, yeah. which is does, phenomenal. And I, I um, it's running together for me. I know sure. we're talking about Zuko. But with sure. the, do they have the little scene with Iroh in book one where he where he redirects the lightning? Yes, that is in book oh, one. Then that, they don't talk about and it they at don't all. talk about it. And you're like at all. It's one of the, it's it's one of my favorite. It's one of my favorite moments in the series from one of my favorite episodes in the series. Yeah. And we'll get to our favorite episodes. That's where you learn he's like uh, this yeah. secret. Yeah, it's yeah. like you, you get like you kind of get it. you kind of got it when he got captured by the Earthbenders yeah. and they're like, yeah. oh, the Dragon of the West. But it, you know, but then even then he's still kind of humble about it. And he's like, hey, I I lost it at Bossing <laughs> Say. I it's, it's I'm, I'm okay I'm, with that. Which, by the way, that was probably one of my like Iroh's got a lot of great moments, especially in Book Three mm-hmm. when his like you start to see all this other crazy stuff that he's been doing sure but um but no it's when he's captured by those earthbenders right yeah. i just absolutely love that scene where yeah, yeah where, where they're berating him like uh you didn't get inside yeah. boss thing say and he's like i know <laughs> we were tired yeah. i just wanted to go home <laughs> and like even even not just that part but the, also the fight sequence uh yeah. that follows shortly after where right. like he heat superheats the cuffs yeah yeah burns yeah. one of them and he uses firebending to kind of like propel himself out and yeah. i don't know it's just really really well done part it shows that Iroh's yeah. calm, but he can also you know yeah. kick some butt if he has to. There is yeah. way more to him than yeah. you definitely expect. Yeah. He's like an and onion then, to slay right, so yeah. many yeah. layers. And then back Go. to back to Zuko. That same episode, you kind of you you, you saw that he does have compassion for yes. his oh, definitely because he was very worried about the fact that he wasn't there. So uh-huh. you know, and you know, he, he was and very determined to get him back. Was that was that the episode whenever he sees? The avatar like going over the over him it, while he's hunting for his uncle. It yes. is and yeah, he does. He does. As he passes on, he sees he sees Appa, which technically Katara is yeah, Katara is riding him, and it's true. not the avatar. But he thinks but, it's the avatar. But he thinks so. it's the avatar, and he opts to go after his uncle instead of going after the avatar, which shows a lot of which maturity, is, especially for the first fabulous, few episodes. Fabulous. And fabulous. along the lines of Zuko changing the most throughout the show, he's also mm-hmm. I think the character that has the most choices that he's given. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. That like like absolutely serious. Yeah. Like fork in the road choices. I would agree. He sometimes Literally. makes wrong. I would yeah. agree. Yeah. <laughs> I would agree. I, we, we all stumble that's, along that's our own journeys yeah. through life. I, I think. Yeah. I. I think. Uh, you know. Like everybody kind of has those moments throughout the series. But yeah, definitely Zuko has the most. I would say more than Aang. More oh. so than Aang. Oh yes. Uh, Aang just has like a. Um, I could probably kind of one hand the number that Aang has because <laughs> Aang's well, Aang's just pretty much like you know what he's gonna yeah. do, yeah. and he knows what he's gonna. I mean, do. He, he's the good. And he is literally he, the Boy Scout. Yeah, which like is what. 
what's great about Aang, and let's move on to Aang, too. Yeah. Um, what's <laughs> good about Aang is that as we come into this, he has already committed his sin. Mm-hmm. He has already run away. Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, that, that, that's the whole thing is that he ran away because he didn't want to be the Avatar. He just wanted to be a normal person, yeah. which I love in Korra that it's the dead opposite of yep. that. But yeah. we'll get to oh, Korra yeah, later. Yeah, yeah. We'll get to Korra later. Uh, she, uh, you know, he, he wanted nothing to do with being the Avatar. He just wanted to be a normal kid. He wanted to do fun things. And then this all got thrust upon him. And there's impending war. And mm-hmm. he's getting terrified. He runs away and gets lost in a storm and gets frozen for a hundred years and which by the way let me ask uh, since we kind of got our avatar mm. experts here uh-huh. sure maybe i could be missing something what finally like wakes him up katara the she, what did she it do? was the when she, yeah. wait what do you mean wakes him up like when she when she been, gets mad at Sokka and she breaks the iceberg yeah and, like yeah. it's the iceberg that was on oh, top okay. of where he was oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and they just okay okay yeah because i was like under the pressure was like did he have an egg timer like 100 years <laughs> bing all right, let's get out of here. I, just, no. I wonder what was the catalyst that yeah. broke him out of the iceberg. It yeah. was an all accident, so if they never found him, they would yeah, yeah, just never been. If, still if be they, chilling. Yeah, if they hadn't gone fishing <laughs> that day, it would have been... Uh, yeah. Though, you know... The series well, wouldn't have happened. I kind of want to say something. Um, no spoilers. <laughs> Wait, we're spoiling everything. We're spoiling all this. What would have happened if Sozin's comic came around? He burned the whole world and that unmelted Aang. Eh? <laughs> 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 it was a little like, late, huh? I guess. Yeah. Oh, I could have saved up, the world. <laughs> I woke up a little late for this one, didn't I? <laughs> oh. All right. <laughs> That's depressing. All right. Yeah, Actually, well, I mean, that's beef. good. Being frozen for a hundred years and everyone yeah. you once knew is now like, dead. That's yeah. kind of depressing. Like Avatar Earth 2. Yeah. That's, that's a pretty good fan fiction, actually, now that I think about it. Yeah. it I'm sure there done. is one. It's yeah. like, a, like a hardened <laughs> Aang. <laughs> missing an eye. Post-apocalyptic. Yeah. Yeah. He's burned on one side on the opposite side of Zuko. <laughs> oh, that'd be wow. some good parallelism. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, exactly. yeah that would be wow. good. Yeah. He got go. burned in a horrible airbending accident. Right. It's an airburn. But even like even like Zuko, like he's been like completely banished. Because he never found the avatar. Yeah, he's so. just wandering so he, nomad. Yeah, he, yeah. You, you think it's Iroh, he's, but right. it's actually Zuko. He's just he picked yeah. up Iroh's traits and one night. Right. He likes mahjong and likes drinking oh, tea. Man. He becomes Aang in that world. Oh, he's, wow. he's finally having fun. Wow, what a twist! <laughs> Why don't we start to sound like is, a nice shaman? Then we'll stop it. <laughs> this is this is getting too existential but, um, for me. Back back with with. Being Aang. introduced with Aang's, uh, yeah. like his sin in the very first episode. Yes. It's also mm-hmm. that entire first episode is him like denying. Yeah. That, yeah. that one, he's the Avatar, and two, he yeah. knows he left, and yeah. that's yeah. why he doesn't want to talk about like, it. Like, immediately, he's just like, hey, you want to go sled? Let's go penguin sled. Penguin sledding. Yeah, yeah, let's do, yeah. let's do that. Let's, uh, but why aren't you the Avatar? I mean, avoid and evade is what airbenders do. It's true. They avoid. They're nomads. It's very interesting about that culture. I think it's funny that he's dodging questions pertaining to him being an Avatar and all that stuff, but he wants to go to the he wants to go to the airbending temple? Yeah. Like, I mean, I like, like uh, yeah. that's going to kind of well it's yeah. gonna answer all your questions, <laughs> well, buddy. He doesn't know. <laughs> that, that's well, but I'm just yeah. saying, like, if he's like, "Oh, I'm not the Avatar," and then he goes there, and let's just say everyone's still alive, like, "Oh, yeah. hey, Aang, what's up, Avatar? Yeah. Huh? Well, Long time no see. Well, about a hundred years actually. He didn't say he wasn't. He just kind of skirted the whole yeah. like, yeah. "Yeah, I guess I got to save the world." He was just kind of like, <laughs> "Yeah, I don't. Whatever. Want to go slide with penguins? I'm, that's all I want to do." And then you know, it was just kind of like, well, you know, like. He, he kind of like within that first two-parter was like, oh, there are people that need to be helped, so I yeah. need to step up for this. And then he's like, well, maybe I'll go visit my friends back at the temple. And uh, they're 
all dead. <laughs> what happened? I'm devastated. I'm devastated again. So, you know, and it's just. Um, Which is yeah. an awesome scene, by the way, yeah. when he sees uh, oh. Oh, yeah. uh, Sifu. Yeah, uh, or um, oh. not dang Sifu. It. Dang it. What is his name? Who are we talking about? His, uh, his master. His master. Oh, his master. Uh, uh, Pati. No. No, Pati is the now Pati's the, the guru. The guru, yeah, I can't remember no, the name. Guru Pati, yeah, yeah, Guru um, Pati. Hold on, hold on. What is edit his name? Dead, All right, we'll, we'll edit the dead space. Now we'll let you we'll, we'll let you talk or think about that. Um, but yeah, uh, it, it's very interesting how Ang, you know, develops even in the first even in the first season because oh, it's definitely. like I. What's really good, and this is foreshadowing to book two as well, is the fact that whenever anyone in season one critiques Appa, he gets pissed off. Yeah. You ever notice yeah. that? Yeah. Like at any moment, they're just kind of like, oh, whatever. Like Appa's really? just flying around. He like when the, when uh, the the first part of the the the, the, the final two part or whatever, or uh-huh. when they're when they're about to when they're about to uh, show up at the north northern water temple yeah. or, or the northern. Yeah, water, water temple. Yeah, water temple. And um, uh, they're they're basically like, oh, I'm hungry, I'm tired. All we've seen is ocean. And then Ak- Sokka makes a crack about like Appa, like I-, I can't remember what he said, but he like, like made a crack, like, like eat him, yeah, or like or, like there's, there's like smelling the wet fur or something. Yeah. And Ang snap, like it's the only time Ang snaps in like the whole season. He snaps at him like like, oh yeah, well, well how about you carrying a saddle plus four people? Maybe that'll. <laughs> and it's just like that that little bit like he doesn't like it when people because he's his friend. Yeah, and yeah. It's like he's the only thing left of his you know his past, his past yeah. and it, it really comes into play in book two okay, yeah. obviously but yeah, definitely you know and uh yeah it's just it's great stuff that, that comes out of him just like little tiny things you got so yeah as soon as i saw that i was like all right man, i feel bad Gyatsu. yeah monkey yeah. um but no when he when i was gonna say when ang runs into the air temple right. and he sees his master there kneeling when <laughs> a badass moment too where like it's right. him and there's all these Fire Nation guys right. around him and yeah. Gyatsu's just like knelt there or whatever yeah. and then Aang just turns on the Avatar mode and I was like oh that's awesome yeah. What, I, what, yeah. I, what I love in that scene too because it kind of also goes back to the culture of of the Air Nomads yeah. it's like he's in a room like he's by himself yeah. but there's also the armor of all the Fire Nation people right yeah, yeah. so like I guess in in a last ditch <laughs> effort maybe broke the the vow of killing. Yeah, maybe, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, that's or they, yeah. What happened was he actually used all their abilities against them, and they killed themselves. Oh, like uh, right, redirected all the fire. But, maybe. but yeah. that um, scene as well is yeah. also one of one of the first like sad and awesome moments in that show. Oh, definitely. Because yeah. the yeah. first time he goes into the Avatar state is like scary almost. Yeah. yeah. Oh, like, oh yeah. Terrifying. He's obviously not aware of it. Almost yeah. like yeah. I don't want to say kills, but mm-hmm. yeah. definitely endangers Sokka yeah. and Katara's life. Yeah, yeah. Sense. there's no remorse in his eyes when he goes into it's it. It's also and like the first time that him and Katara connect too. Yes, because oh, yes. she like calms yeah. him down. Yeah, at first it's just kind of this crushing type thing, you know, mm-hmm. like oh, I'm, she's cute, he's kind of cute, yeah. whatever. And then, but then it actually becomes like like there's a connection here. Almost immediately you see yeah. it, you know, and yeah. it, it it works immensely. So, and that I'm sorry, but that ahead. that similar scene actually follows it like yeah. almost throughout almost every season. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I, I think it happens down. maybe yeah. once in the third season, but yeah. like in the second season, I love it when she, oh, yeah. when she like has to step in and oh, calm yeah. down. Yeah. yeah, it's it's fantastic. Um, you know, it's 
Yeah, that, that scene, I know the scene you're talking about, and it's mm-hmm. very mimicking of this one, but it's yeah. just like it's so much better in that in that instance. It's oh, just definitely. like so much much of a punch, so much more of a punch. But that's book two. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but no, speaking of which, let's talk about Katara. Probably the reason, another reason that Korra existed afterwards. Oh, definitely. Because uh, this is a character that just like, v- just like vaulted into like everybody loved this character. And yeah. I thought she was fantastic. The way she developed in becoming just basically stronger like that oh, was yeah. like she she was the same person throughout the entire show mm-hmm. easily but from her episode one to episode 20 of this season yeah. is so much better at, at what she's doing it's oh, just definitely. Like, like that whole fight with her and zuko in the in the the northern water temple mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just like, you know, it's like he says it like, oh, the peasant found a master, you know, like, yeah. you know, it's like he's being all like, like, up, you know, like he's being all like, you uppity. know, uppity about it. And then she just destroys him. <laughs> it's like, just like, first off, just, let me just comment on the fact that Zuko <laughs> challenged the waterbender on a land of ice. Right. Yeah. What was your plan there, buddy? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, Plus it's like, it was also during the full moon and during yeah, a full moon. Full so moon. it was yeah. just like right next to the moon spirits. It's just like Zuko. Hey, he's, not a, he's not a thinker. He's not a thinker. <laughs> he's, he's a doer. He, he, does, he, does, he gets it done. Yeah. Yeah. Zuko, doesn't get it. Zuko is not a thinker. That is very true. Um, but yeah. But that, no, that like, fight scene in particular I thought was really cool because yeah. literally the tide was turned once mm-hmm. the sun kind of came up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He even mentioned something along those lines like where you grown. You rise with the, you rise with the moon, moon I, rise. I rise with the sun, sun. yeah I was and, like oh that's because I mean there's a lot of like even though this was cre- the show was created by uh, uh, some uh, guys from America right it is very much deeply rooted in Chinese lore and oh, mythology yeah. oh and, yes Absolutely. Uh, philosophy, like the Absolutely. idea of there always being a yin and yang, you know, mm-hmm. there is no really evil nor good. It's yeah. just all two sides of the same coin. Yeah, yeah. which is was really awesome. Which is just absolutely exemplified by Zuko and Aang. Yep. Which oh, they yeah. they are in every way two sides of the same coin, and mm-hmm. they make that explicit in the storm, mm-hmm. the episode, the storm. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. It's um, just like it, which is my favorite episode of the series. So um, one yeah, thing I wanted to say about season. Katara is, yes, I think it was like the episode before she. Fight Zuko. Yes, uh, when she's fighting Master uh, Bahadu. Uh, so Bato? Bato. Uh, no, no, Bato. No, Bato. Bato's his dad's friend. That's uh, right. Paku. Yes, Paku. Paku. When she fights Master Paku. That entire fight scene just shows oh, yeah. my spine because right. like, you you see how much she grew as a bender, yeah, yeah, and the fact that she is still like willing to stand up for everything she believes in, right? Even, even if the odds are against her in every way, yeah, and she's gonna get her butt handed to her, right? Which she held her own in that. Fight. She did. It was every great. Yeah. Way. <laughs> yeah, still lost. I lost. Still lost. She's still lost. But yeah. she, I think she won over a little bit, right? On yeah. Some people's minds. Oh yeah, I yeah. love. That's yeah. actually that's probably one of my favorite fight scenes in the whole show because i love how that fight escalates yes because it's first it's it's he just like doesn't even turn around to talk to her right yeah yeah and then she like whips him in whips the, him in the back, the back yeah. of the head yeah with it. yeah and then he, like pulls his cuffs yeah <laughs> yeah it's like, and then he, he's at first like toying with her and then he kind of gets serious yeah. there because like oh, he's oh first, when he's, she's good yeah. <laughs> like Uh-oh. you want to go yeah. you want to go <laughs> and I, I like the fact that i didn't like have her beat him that would have been ridiculous he's yeah, a master you know exactly. like, yeah. but it definitely showed that he and, had he had to like put in effort and yeah. that that was so cool too because we'd yet to see a waterbending master at that mm-hmm. point and even then it wasn't there when the battle happened and he gets that cone of water around him and he's just like oh, yeah. take dudes out yeah. you're just like I, I was kind of like eh water bending whatever who wants to bend? and then I saw that I was like <laughs> oh, water, water bending is pretty alright water bending is pretty alright plus it can heal which is nice yeah, uh, yeah. but yeah um, 
Yeah, it's it's very interesting the way like things progressed over the yeah. seasons, and we, we I don't want to I don't want to miss any of this. So I kind of want to do a rather than do a favorite episode, I kind of want to do a breakdown quickly of each episode. Mm-hmm. So Hunter, you've got that episode thing pulled up, yep, I'm sure, I did. and I'm sure Mitch does as well. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm got it over uh, here too. Yeah, so. awesome, awesome. So when we we, we, kinda, we went over the first, I think did, did we get all the characters? We talked about Iro. We talked about uh, all the main know, ones. I mean, we didn't talk about all the important, but yeah. Yeah. Wait, yeah, we, didn't we didn't mention cabbage. We didn't mention cabbage gang. Let's talk about the let's talk about the the, the background characters. And I just think he developed very well because we only get one episode of her, but Suki, who becomes very important later on, I think is worth mentioning. Also oh, a character definitely. I really wanted yeah. to see more of. Right. Uh, little, she's like, she right. Oh, oh, yeah. Show yeah. her more. Yeah, I, I wanted more of her too. It was kind of like, they always like introduce these characters that they don't explore mm-hmm. as much as I'd like them to. Uh, what's the other one? Uh, June is another one, the bounty hunter. Yes. She oh, was she awesome. Does. She, she does come back cool. in a couple. She does, yeah. but it's just like... It's not until like, like, like way later. Yeah, like season three, she doesn't come back, but like she's, she's so awesome. Cool. And her and, like, magic smelling... Yeah. True thing. Whatever it is. also paralyze you horribly. Oh, dude, and that's that one of that. Gorgeous. That's like that's when I was going to say this earlier. That episode was when I realized this fighting is phenomenal. Oh, definitely. the fighting that happens on that episode is just like remarkable. The action sequence entirely with Appa mm-hmm. fighting the Shrew, with uh, Katara and Sokka like like trying to fight off the paralyzation from the thing, yeah. and then Zuko and uh, Aang like fighting over the well, uh-huh. like where they're just like stepping on each other's toes the whole time. <laughs> Everything about that whole action sequence is just amazing, and then. Iroh hitting on June is great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, like, but yeah, it's like it's just, I didn't see the whip hit you. Yeah, yeah right. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he falls on oh. her and just like, <laughs> like I'm paralyzed. See, like it's a little, it's a little, a little dirty, a little dirty. Yeah. But he's an old man. He's Get fine. You. He's from a different era. Well, that's kind of keeping with the theme of most anime. I mean, look at like mm-hmm. Dragon Ball Z. Mr. Oh yeah, Roshi's oh, yeah. one of the biggest perverts. Oh yeah, you'll ever yeah, run yeah, across. Yeah. So but that's his only perverted moment, though. Really, that it's, is true. And, yeah, and it's it's and it's kind of it's not really like he just calls her pretty lady a lot of the times. Yeah, he never yeah. really like he's never like you know he's like, like give me a kiss, honey. Roshi, Roshi is like yeah. She's just like straight up gropey. You know? yeah. like, he doesn't like grope her at any point. So that, that's that's okay. the bad grandpa. Yeah, that's the bad. Yeah. Yeah. No, Iroh's the good grandpa. Yeah, Iroh's okay. Iroh's all right. But he yeah, does, he does always talk about the pretty ladies in Boston. Yeah. Say though, he does. He does, he does talk about the pretty ladies in Boston. He does say that a lot. Yeah, he he does. He he's, he's very. It's very subversive but it's yeah. he's not he's not like overtly his nose doesn't bleed whenever he's yeah. the you know, it's, <laughs> no, right? it's not the old tropes or anything he's <laughs> no. just kind of like oh lovely women uh, whatever he has a certain yeah. level of respect exactly yeah yeah he has he has honor about him um you know characters like boomy like you only get one episode of boomy as well mm-hmm. and he later comes back and i think becomes much better because oh, yeah, i actually gosh, actually don't much care for that episode he's just just crazy yeah oh, that, yes. that, the first episode the, he's in yeah, the only, yeah. oh man oh. I I mean, it was good. See, you hadn't experienced it before, though. No, so that I, was interesting. Well, and yeah. like, I, yeah, that's true. I could, I kind of pieced together from after watching sure. it all, figuring yeah. it all out. Yeah, but, sure. Like, that was actually, which actually, I guess we should go ahead and just start doing the episode. Let's just do the episode. Yeah, the, we covered the first two. Hey guys, that's going to do it for this week. Join us next week as we cover every episode from book one with meticulous detail. Thanks for joining us. I'm Brandon for Mitch, Jay, and Hunter. We'll see you next week. 
The Animation Destination Podcast is a proud member of the DNN. You can check out this show and many others at our website at DestinationComics.com. You can also check us out on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Destination Nation Network.